0: Welcome, buddy. It's Thanks, been a long man. time coming. Yeah. Mr. Alex, the jeweler. Appreciate it. Of course. You flaked on me a couple of times, so I'm going to talk a little I shit know. in the beginning. Golf tournament. <laughs> there you go. It's all good. Came in like eighth too, so it's not good. No, that sucks. Yeah. Are you good at golf? No. You're terrible? Like, no. What's your handicap? I shoot like high 80s, low 90s. Oh, okay. I'm like 100, so well, yeah. better than me for sure. Like Blaine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how bad Blaine is, but I think he's pretty bad. (laughs) I think it's just like shots of tequila and beer. Yeah. That's why I go golfing is to have fun. But (laughs) yeah. And then you, I quit at like hole 11 and then just start drinking heavily afterwards. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, thanks for coming on. Talk to me about how you got into the watch business, jewelry business. I feel like that's like a path that, uh, Yes. You don't few, really few like take. Yeah. You don't, Like. I don't think I it's all kind of, it kind of
1: found me, I guess I was, uh, went to college and I got like a part-time job at a pawn shop while I was going to school. And it was guns and tools and a little bit of jewelry. Right. Then moved on to another one that was mostly jewelry and kind of found out that's what I like to do. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, I came downtown, talked to some people and no one I wanted to hire like someone from like the outside. And it's mm-hmm. all like, they keep it super, super tight. And then, uh, I actually got hired from a guy that was pretty much, like, have you seen the movie Uncut Gems? I don't think so, no. Yeah, it's an Adam Sandler movie about, like, a crazy jeweler in, like, New York. And uh, he hired me, and then after that, was... Yeah.
0: Is that the same guy that you're working with now? No, he like, he went to jail. He was, yeah, no, he, he was like a
1: criminal. He was like exactly like the movie. If you've seen the, if you see the movie, it's exactly the same. Like a crazy gambler, had a mistress with like, and it's like spent more money than he made. So, um, Was he all blinked out all the time too? Not really. It wasn't too flashy that way, but it's like just degenerate pretty much. Mm-hmm. So then uh, a guy that I uh, work with now, his name's Kevin. He ended up purchasing the store and then kept me on and then I managed it from nice. there. But, uh. Watches weren't something I was like super into immediately and then kind of like you forced came. to like grow into it. Yeah. You're yeah. surrounded so much that you get an appreciation for them and then you make your first purchase and then that's where
0: it goes downhill from there. What was your first purchase?
1: Well, I actually bought a, a Rolex Submariner at the pawn shop in Montana mm-hmm. and then I wore it for like three years and, Thought it was real, mm-hmm. it was fake. After oh after I found How out, cool. once I got educated enough, I was yeah. like, "Oh man, I've been wearing a fake one this whole time." Hopefully, um, and that. then I bought an Explorer Two white dial. It's called Polar Explorer. Is my first Rolex. Cool. And I bought it for like three thousand bucks.
0: Wish I would held on to it though. For sure, I yeah. feel like every watch, every, every everyone, yeah, everyone, you got I mean, keep them all if you can. Yeah, but. everyone that you talk to is like, "I wish that I kept my watch." First one, at least your first one. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I keep every time I I talk to you about like buying a new one. Like recently, I was just telling I was just telling Whitney, I was like, man, I really I feel like I should just like trade in this one, and then upgrade to the one that we've been talking about. Is, Is this it, your first? No, because I got one gifted. Oh, okay. so I had the the two tone, date just thirty six. Yeah, that was my grandfather, so it was a gotcha. gift. I resized it and gave it to Whitney, and then That's a good size for yeah. True. I bought this one two years ago. I think two years ago, maybe a year ago. I don't remember. Two years ago, year and a half ago, something like that. Yeah. Um. But this was like one that was like top of my list. And so I finally found it. But it was funny because I went to like the Rolex dealer. We were talking about this, right? Like multiple times. Like, dude, I went there for like two years, put myself on the wait list. I'm like, why are these people not getting back to me? Why don't they want to Mm -hmm. sell me a freaking watch? Like, I don't get it. And so finally, obviously, I had to buy it like from the third, second, second hand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Most people did have to now just the availability of of watches. But um, that's kind of what kind of breeds is the gray market and the prices the gray market breed is that and it kind of sucks for collecting for people that don't even want to try to make money off a watch right they just want to go and they want to buy what they like but they can't go into rolex and you like a gmt pepsi and you right. can't just buy it off the showroom
0: so no then you got to go onto the secondary market and pay double for it pretty much yeah it's crazy i remember the olive dial last year or was it it was during covid because that was my, my like my like holy grail Rolex Ro- that I will, the Rolex Gold, Gold yeah, yeah, the yeah. Rolex Gold yeah, anniversary. Yeah. It and, got crazy. Bro, I think it went up to like 100. Yeah, it was close. I think it might've like reached 100. Yeah, and I was considering buying it at that time because yeah. everything was like so good during that time.
1: And yeah. I was literally everything looking was at it, I'm up. like,
0: God, I'm gonna go look at one because I never even like saw one in person. And then now I'm, I'm so glad that I didn't. It dropped but, a lot, a lot of, a lot of watches did.
1: There was uh, a crazy period between like, I mean, pretty much COVID kind of started it off. For sure. Things started kind of, like, I guess, with the housing market, I mean, mm-hmm. where you saw an influx of interested buyers, which then causes demand. And then all of a sudden people just get to start asking whatever they want to and you get yeah. overbidded for everything. And then with the watch market, at least, I feel like a lot of it was also driven by the gray market, mm-hmm. just dealers, not even people trying to buy it from gray dealers. right? A dealer buying from another dealer and then buying from another dealer. Right. Knowing that every week you check the price, the price is increasing so it's okay to overpay for something because in two, three weeks it's going to be more expensive and you have your room to make your money. So it really got...
0: It got out of hand for. It did for sure. I was watching years. it. and I had to like sit on the sideline. And I think I bought mine right before all of like that stuff kind of happened. Because yeah. I think I don't remember exactly. He told me like 2019. I think you got it right. Yeah, and I think I got mine for like either low 15s or low 16s. I don't mm-hmm. remember which side it was, but it's like, dude. Like, and we've talked about this off camera. Like, it is such an easy place. Like, you can just throw your money at a watch. Oh, absolutely. And you can like, what's it, going to go up and down in value. Obviously, the more you upgrade in terms of like higher end, exactly. and like getting yeah. into like the Pateks and like the Audemars and all that stuff. Like that's when you're you start losing a lot of money. If it, or the gaining market. a lot of money. True, yeah. if the market changes.
1: And that's what you see a lot of right now is that people think there's like a watch crash. right? And it's more about the watch market is kind of resetting itself sure. into like the standard appreciation of watch should be. But then when you get people, especially like Richard Mills what you're talking about, or even like Nautilus's, is, is that if there's a certain amount that's available on the gray market and people that have that much money to spend on one they're okay to be like, hey, you got, I got you. Got outbid by ten grand. Throw right. another ten on it. Yeah, I just want it, and that's what got the watch market to just explode. And then now that it's resetting, you see watches losing. I mean, depending on what scale of watches you're talking about, but right. like Richard Mills losing three, four hundred thousand dollars. It's crazy. Or Paddock's losing twenty or thirty grand.
0: But some of them are hundred, though the 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 other the other one. I mean, it's like this is obviously like a far fetched. But like the 50, was it 5911? 5711? 57, noddles? yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. got the, a lot of hype around dude, it. Dude, that thing was like in the threes, right?
1: Um, If you went like rose gold or if you went with the one rose- that was like a special bezel, like a gym set, something like that stuff got really out of hand, I think. I bought a 5711 rose gold during that time and I think I paid like 110 for it and I think it went up to 140, Damn. 150, but now it's back down to like that 110. So a lot of things reset. I love the, I, you know me, I love the Rolls Gold stuff, so. Yeah, the only thing with the Nautilus is it, it doesn't feel as expensive as, like, you think it would when you'd wear it. The bracelet, to me, is yeah. pretty cheap. Obviously, being gold, it's going to have a lot of weight to it, so it feels nice. Right. But as all, especially with Paddock, too, because Paddock is known to be, like, a high-complication, high-end watch that has a lot of prestige around it. And that's their sport model, which is pretty basic. I mean, you're talking about a two-hand right. watch. It only tells you the time and the date and the amount of hype that I had around it it
0: was really just availability it, and it feels like like plastic almost like when you're when you're like yo the bracelet's crazy thin right. and, and the it sounds like thin. Weird. Yeah. yeah it's like when you would
1: think about a $150,000 watch you hold it and you're like this is what this it feels gets. a little yeah. cheap yeah but it's just
0: yeah it's the hype a lot of the, i mean a lot of these watches are just hype yeah so i feel like the Audemars, or the Audemars, the what was the one that you and i were talking about it was the the silver one that's really popular it was an Audemars. Ape. Yeah, the, the I mean ape. Audemars great. I, I think those to me, Audemars would I would rather purchase an Audemars
1: like Royal Oak versus a so Nautilus that's what to I me, say. just from aesthetics. Yeah, and I think they have a better bracelet. I feel like the weight and just the quality of the feel um, is better. But as far as if you talk about like a paddock movement, you're talking about one person making one movement for right. an entire year. Totally. There's so much. It's it's so much high detail going into those movements. I see where the value's at. But if I had 60 grand to go spend it on a watch I would probably end up going Royal Oak versus Nautilus in my opinion
0: yeah so you're talking like movements and stuff and yeah. like I think for like most people besides yeah, the it's, people it's, who we go to with aesthetics they, when we go to the club that oh. that thing that you took me which was like a book club for guys that have watches that jerk off to their collection yeah that's it <laughs> that's so that's, that's a weird because I I if you get such a wide variety of
1: people in that those like watch groups where there's guys that just really like their Seiko collections and right. each one's seven eight hundred dollars and this is right. rare because it was only released at this time. And then you guys have guys with Royal Oaks in mm-hmm. there. So that was a bad event that I took you to. <laughs> yeah. The next
0: one's going to be good. Well, invite me to the next one. I, <laughs> I remember like dying when Blaine and I like walked up, like everyone's like all in a circle jerk, like looking at these watches. Yeah, and no. I, was like, uh, I was embarrassed I even invited even That you. <laughs> and
1: all the ones, like that's honestly the worst one that I've been to. And I've been part of it for like three years now. And I was like, God damn it. The one time I tell my friends to come over and like <laughs> check it out, it was like,
0: at a brewery and there was a car meetup. I and know. The, the, the car parking lot was like down the block. So like, <laughs>
1: you can't even see the car. So I'm
0: going there in my head, I'm like, Fuck yeah, I'm gonna see like some sick cars and like hopefully I can see like some of the pieces that I wanna, I, I've been talking about that yeah. I wanna p- purchase in person. And then I show up and it's like, I'm not dogging this, like, people, you know, omegas and like <laughs> other stuff, but like, To me, I wasn't like I was in my. I had this built up in my head where I'm like I'm thinking that I'm gonna go see some like some people with some like nice pieces.
1: You can at
0: certain points, but especially
1: I feel like with San Diego in general, I feel like there's a for like watch collecting. It's not like you're in Miami, so it's like one person is not trying to flex over the next person. So everybody kind of finds their niche of what they like. I have like this one buddy that all he buys is Omega's. Right. I think I think he has every Omega Speedmaster that's ever been made. It's that's just what he likes. Right. And that's what, I mean, watch collecting is supposed to be about. is like you buy true, what true. you like. But if you're going there to see, like, models that you want to potentially purchase, which right. majority of them are, you have, like, guys that only like vintage. So, like, every watch is going to be, like, pre-1990s, 1980s. And then what you want to see is, like, you almost need to go to, like, uh, like a convention, like, when they have in Vegas. So they have oh, Miami, right. the watch shows those. Those where you see sick. the new models because majority of these people almost... They don't want the super popular overbought right. items because they want something unique where they could go to a collecting event and they have the only one. Totally, I remember that dude so, was showing
0: Blaine and I, I think, I don't know if you were there yet, but he was showing Blaine and I that uh, his collector piece, the Vintage one, I think it was yeah. like the most expensive watch there. We looked at it and I was like, I think $75,000. Oh, $75, yeah, they get they get
1: crazy. Even like, the, I mean, you talk about like Rolex Paul Newman's from like the 70s, mm-hmm. they retail for like $395,000. And then now if they're complete, I mean you're talking about three, four, five hundred thousand dollars, a million dollars. I think Paul Newman's actual Paul Newman sold for like five million dollars. But if you look at the watch, you're like You would never think that. It's cool
0: looking, but like how is this five it's just I mean, it's all about the rarity and the I man. think the one that we have too, or the one that I gave uh that the one that I gave Whitney, it's vintage. I think it was like for sure in the eighties. But I was looking online, they're still worth like six, seven grand. Oh yeah. You yeah. know, which is well, it, you said it's two tone? The two tone, uh, yeah, two tone, thirty six millimeter date
1: yeah. yeah, Depending on which I mean, they make, they've made those since like the seventies. So right. then you have like the sixteen oh one, so it's non quick plastic crystal, and you go to sixteen one through sixteen zero one threes, which is, uh, you could change the date mm-hmm. without going around twenty
0: four times. So so Mike, can you can change the date? Just like my watch, yeah. So it's called a
1: quick set. So that was right. the very first quick set. Mm. So that will increase in price, but it still has a plastic crystal. Right. Then you move to the sixteen two thirty three, which has a sapphire crystal and the quick set. Right. And they'll get those in like six or seven grand. But I mean, those were two thousand dollars watches
0: six years ago, right. seven years ago. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Know, so sometimes- even base models will appreciate over time. Yeah, that's why I. I- keep telling myself that I want to sell this one and then get I kind of I was telling you that I wanted to get the the sundust. Yeah. Because the goal is to get it this year. But and I can't believe they're 33 or 34, whatever you're telling Which me. Which is getting pretty close to retail. Right. Yeah. The president, um, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: But A lot now I think kind of like, eh, close
0: cl- close. I may as well just get the olive dial. Because I feel like the the Sundust kind of looks just like the yellow, like a, the classic yellow gold champagne dial. Yeah, I think it will. I think it will lose its
1: luster. After I think a, so after too. Owning
0: it for a while. Yeah. A, I mean, it does have that little bit of a different dial, but
1: it's kind of like, it's like every watch deal. You buy a watch, you're super hyped up about the watch. You get it, you own it for like a week, and you're like, "I wish I got something different." And but that's long. why I love
0: this one because I feel like it has like it's different with the green. Yeah, the Wimbledon dial is. Yeah, yeah, and you have like that different feel. And uh, it's not every day dress that everybody's wearing. When you
1: no see someone else wearing a
0: day dress, they don't have the.
1: They that always dial, have. They or always. they don't have it in the rose gold. Yep. So that is, in my opinion,
0: that as a two tone day dress, that's the best one to go with. Yeah. What would be your like if you if someone was to try to spend, like let's say ten to fifteen thousand. Yeah. What would you? What do you? I mean, I, I know what I see a lot of people like. What I would think a lot of people would buy yeah. in terms of like just a sub, right? Yeah. A typical submariner. Yeah. But what would be your, what would you get? For me? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm,
1: I, I like to dabble more in like the vintage, like neo-vintage, I guess. Not super vintage. Neo-vintage is like what you consider like 80s and like early 90s, even mm-hmm. maybe even like early 2000s at this point. But um, I like the aluminum bezels that Rolex had on them before they went to like the ceramic. Mm-hmm. Um, they make a two-tone, gmt kind of like what i'm wearing right now but mm-hmm. in a two-tone version mm-hmm. and it comes with a champagne dial and it has ruby markers and they call it the sultan mm. that would probably be what i would spend i think those are right at like the 15 gram, but that's not what i would suggest like
0: if someone Every wanted to buy percent. one
1: like if it's gonna be their only watch right. it'd be the watch to buy which would be to me a sub um if you get a gmt retail which right you can't, i mean if you that's i mean if you could buy any rolex retail you go and buy it right you're gonna make money on it but uh that subs explorers i think explorers are super underrated you get those for like the polar explorers from like the 90s you get those for eight thousand bucks and it has the same movement pretty much as any of the newer gmt's maybe a little bit less of a power reserve
0: my but. buddy just bought an explorer too he got it what's that place in vegas where the pond star place like the golden silver place. Yeah, so he <laughs> bought it from there, and he yeah. got his for like ninety eight hundred bucks. Yeah, it's a good price. Uh, I mean, depending, they they have a couple models now.
1: They have the newer one, which is actually forty two millimeters. Mm-hmm. But if you find one like early two thousands and before, they were forty millimeter, which I think, I think is a better size to wear. Yeah, and that's what I would go with. And was, he's a small dude, so is he? Yeah, yeah. Because the forty two, especially with like how big the dial is, it's it's. I I, I own the the black dial version, mm-hmm. and I didn't stop wearing it because. it is too big for me, right? But 42 I, is pretty big. I like to dabble even like into like the 36 range, but yeah, I like the idea that you're wearing the watch and the watch not wearing you kind of a deal for but, sure. Yeah, but they have you find people that like the 52 millimeters and they're wearing a freaking satellite on their wrist, and that's what they like. But were, were you ever into Nix,
0: Nixon's back in the day? I wasn't even really even a watch guy until I kind of got into like the really? industry. Yeah, Blaine, were you into Nixon's back in the day? I have
1: a few Nixon's,
0: do you? <laughs> Do you guys remember the, what's that big ass Nixon that I feel like everyone in high school used to rock? Uh-huh. That like, it was like the 5350 or yeah. something like that. Yeah. The gold, the yeah. steel, but it was like massive. I think that thing was like 46 millimeters.
1: Yeah, right? it got even
0: bigger. I think it was huge. I remember buying one. And they were one. so popular. So popular. Yeah. And I'm like, I have, one. I have like the tiniest wrist. Like, how the hell am I going to put this big ass thing? Like, it's like a hockey puck on your wrist. <laughs> East County, it'd be the
1: ceramic white one. <laughs>
0: Or Temecula. <laughs> I actually had
1: a buddy put one on his hand and hit somebody with it. That's how big those things are. Dude, those things are massive. Yeah. I lo-
0: I loved the the older. They almost look like the Batek a little bit. The original. Like, they do now. That I think yeah. About
1: it, I just yeah. They had like the cushion case <laughs> yep. and
0: the integrated band. Yeah. That was a Nixon. Yeah. They made that one in, like white ceramic. Yep. I had the all black one. I had the silver one. I had a gold one. But then, obviously, I got rid of all those. But it was funny because I feel like that was my. Uh you
1: realize you're just wasting money while you're buying them.
0: Well, no, you're. It's kind of the same thing with movement. Like a lot of like guys,
1: like especially at our age, you go like out to the bars, you see a massive amount of movement watches. Which I mean, if you want to watch for a hundred dollars, I mean it's cheap and fashionable. Yeah, it's cheap and fashionable. So I mean, you it, it does its t- it does its thing. It tells you the time, but there's I mean, So is your phone. <laughs> yeah I, even, I mean i don't know if my watch is the i my actually
0: sometimes out. don't even know how to tell my time on my watch sometimes i don't even, I don't even set it <laughs> or yeah time. i forget i forget how to set it but blaine what what style is yours right
1: now yeah uh
0: aviation i do the style of his is clean actually i told him that when
1: he bought it i was yeah. like if you like them keep buying them right they, they do like a homage to like yeah. a whole bunch of aviation like yeah. gauges and stuff i think it's a cool cool yeah. look it's almost like a you know Bremont. Mm-mm. Bremont's like a, a watch company out of like England, but their mm-hmm. whole base is that they're built off just like aviation-inspired uh, like gauges. So like the whole watch is inspired by aviation, which is the same thing as Aviate. But it's been having to spend two thousand dollars on a watch, especially for the Bremont three thousand bucks, that the resale is crap. Mm-hmm. You buy Aviate and don't really worry about what happens to it. So yeah i told you when you're you buying them i was like if you like them that's the whole thing with watch collecting i mean you buy what you like for sure i mean it it's bonus if you get to
0: keep the money that you paid onto it and it's right. even
1: better if you make some money but with anything you buy i mean it.
0: buying luxury watches is on, is on a whole nother level right like like where you're not spending just 400 bucks yeah. or whatever but i totally agree with you um it's interesting too brightlings they yeah. look dude those people i feel like copy exactly what the subs look like, but they put it on a different bracelet. Like I walked into a Breitling store and they literally look identical to Rolex. Like I I don't know if I can tell a difference on someone's wrist.
1: They used to be really bad. And then I I think they got a new CEO or like new chief of like design like three or four years ago. And now Breitling, vintage Breitlings Mm -hmm. are very, very cool. They Mm -hmm. have like a real long history of like chronographs or pilots and all that kind of stuff. And then it was like the like the like the Jerry Seinfeld era, which were just like really weird watches like in like the early nineties, I guess, that the style and the movements are crap. Mm-hmm. And then recently they've been making some very, very cool stuff. But it's the same thing where like omegas and Cartier's, there's a lot of watch brands that if you're gonna spend that I mean even I mean, even three or four thousand dollars on a watch is a lot of money mm-hmm. to most people. Right. And if uh Eight thousand dollar Breitling is selling brand new, unworn on the secondary market for forty five hundred dollars. You just got to be smarter when you're buying those things, right? So with those, you don't hold. Dinner. You don't go to a boutique and you buy those. You don't go to a you don't go to the Omega boutique unless it's like a very limited run where you know like, right. it's like you can't get it anywhere else. But if it's a if it's a catalog watch that's one of their base models, you find one from a reputable gray dealer at brand new, unworn condition at half the price, then. It's kind of like buying a Rolex at that point, because you know that's where like the the bottom dollar is. Right. You could wear that thing, and you could sell it, and you mm-hmm. might lose one hundred, two hundred dollars because now it's a used one. Right. But you've already lost that initial loss of the watch by not buying it from a boutique. So with bright, like going to a boutique, you, would you think like fifty percent, like right off the top? I mean, depending on what watch brand, but yeah, yeah. a lot of them are. Even though, even Omega, which I mean, if you break down like Omega's movements versus the Rolex movements, they're just as high quality. Sometimes right. I mean, some of them are even better. But you take the Seamaster ceramic bezel, I think those retail for 78, which is maybe seven, but which is pretty comparable to the retail price of a sub. But then you get the Omega Seamaster at $3,500, $3,900 brand new on worn mm-hmm. versus paying three or $4,000 over Rolex price right. to get the get the watch. that and I think it's a really good buy for people that don't want to, they still want something nice and reliable that's going to last them forever, but they don't want to go spend
0: $15,000. I think watch. that's also comes down to how Rolex does their like sales process and everything else. Like we can yeah. go back to that. Like I, like they don't have, there's limited inventory, right? Like when you, yeah. and you go let in there go, and they don't have like their exhibition, they have no nothing, movements in them. So you right? can try them on, be like, Hey, we'll probably right. in like
1: three years. Never. I right? have a buddy that works there and like I try to get watches and he's like, nah,
0: you wait. I my like, All right. So, is that the same guy that you were going to try to bug me with?
1: Yeah, but you have a better chance just because I'm in the bu- I'm in the business, so he knows that like unless I really love it, right? Which I see so many watches now, I feel like it's hard for me to even like fall in love with the watch. Sure, but if like he knows that my client is not someone that's into the business of flipping, flipping watches, right?
0: Then you're better, better off. off getting it. Yeah. What? So can you talk about that? Like, how does like for a normal person without having like the ends with someone on the inside? Mm-hmm. Like when I was go- before I met you, like when I was going to the to the uh, to the authorized dealer, I was going to both of them that were local. Put my name in, met the dudes, got their cards, sending them emails every couple of weeks. Yeah. Like, hey, I just wanted to check in. Do you guys have anything? Obviously, like it went almost a year with no responses, nothing. I remember one time, the first time that I went in, they had two watches in stock right before COVID. Mm-hmm. They had the uh, the white gold President. Yeah. That was obviously retail, mm-hmm. and then they had um, a date just, and both times I walked away and I called Whitney, and I was like, "Fuck, I should probably buy one yeah and you know, I, I mean they, white gold white gold's tough
1: for them' not tough for them to sell, but tough like on the gray market because most most of them look just like a date just it looks right. like a steel date just right and so white gold presidents are always harder to sell than yellow gold or rose gold because I didn't you, want it. you don't see the you don't see the precious metal. The one one that is a little bit different is the platinum one because it only came on the smooth bezel Mm -hmm. at the time. Now they actually do have a fluted bezel version. But at least when someone was wearing one, you saw the smooth bezel and the white metal, you knew it was platinum. Right. For people that know watches at least, but like I wear cheap watches and I get more compliments on it than I do when I wear my Rolexes too. So like to the majority of people, it doesn't matter. Right. But to like the watch guys, it would look like a stainless steel date just from For across sure. the room until you walk
0: up, and you're like, "Oh, it's a yeah. white gold president." And unless
1: you really, unless you really wanted it, right,
0: you wait. No, I didn't want it, but yeah. the point was, is like afterwards, it like, almost makes you feel like you should buy one during COVID. Yeah, best thing to do is go buy go buy her like a ladies' date chest because those sure
1: those are like, yeah, she has like the vintage 36. Right, you go buy her a brand new ladies' one mm-hmm. because those are like one of the very few Rolexes, same with like Cellini's, which they. Actually, just discontinued Cellini's, but there's a few watches that don't actually appreciate when you leave the store, unlike Mm -hmm. the majority of watches that they have. Mm -hmm. So if you go in there and you buy one of those, it gives him like the little like, hey, he's not in it to make money because you just lost Mm -hmm. five grand. So it gives you a better... Because there also is no list. Would they say put your name on a list, there's no list. I've talked to a whole bunch of different ADs. There's no actual list. They pick whoever they want to decide that they Mm -hmm. deserve the watch or... They're buddies with them or they know they're not flippers. um, They get to pick whoever they want to sell that watch to. So you could be on the list for a hundred years if you want to. And they they just don't feel like calling your name. Or they don't like you. Yeah. You go in there and you piss them off. They just won't ever call you. Damn. Yeah. Especially so if you go in there and you buy a watch and then you flip it Mm -hmm. and they find out,
0: then you're like blackballed from like the list. So how does that work? Cause you obviously you get like box papers and card. Yeah. And with, when you're buying brand new, obviously my card isn't in my name cause mine's a, like a 20. The new ones don't even have names on them. Oh, they don't? No. Oh that's
1: yeah. Cool. But like what I've heard, and I don't know if this is like true or not, um, the label maker where they put the date at the bottom, mm-hmm. every dealer could tell if it's like their font or not. Hmm. So if they, so if, like, so now there's like Facebook groups and WhatsApp chats of right. all these dealers selling watches and if they end up taking a picture of the card and you could tell and it has a, and it, especially if they have the serial number on it mm-hmm. so you just go and search the serial number to see if you sold to your store. Right. Which I've heard people getting caught that way. Mm. But are
0: the I don't dealers, know if it's true. Are the dealers on those chats?
1: Not like I mean so like a couple of my guys that I know that are that are dealers they are on there they're not buying watches. Right. They're almost just looking. But I mean like I think you're going to look 24-7 all the time just to see if you have a customer no. no do they care that much probably not I don't think they do but they won't sell to me yeah hmm. but I mean because when I sell to me I'd sell it so right you kind of know for sure yeah yeah I feel like even but I'm not in that market to do that like that there's people that especially now because the, a lot of those watches are, are kind of getting closer to retail price and then mm. you add sales tax of like our eight percent on top of it right that's all the profit in that flip right so you see a lot of like there's a couple guys this right in the building that I was that I work across from that opened businesses up and their entire business was we're buying brand new rolexes from rolex and they would have like an army of 20 guys that go put their names on the watches and when they get the call they come over and sell it to him and they give him a profit and they sell it and then that was their entire business and those guys are already out of the industry because of oh fact, for
0: sure because now there's not that much room to even do that with how do they even do that when i was like a normal guy going to most i mean dude i i like i'm not gonna lie i went in to each store probably 10 times and emailed the, sa- emailed the same yeah. guy. Yeah, you got to kind of like build like a rapport with I, that I, one I, sales guy. I tried. They're just, yeah. You know, one of them was just... I've tried. It's just too hard. But yeah. I don't know how they... Honestly,
1: I don't, I don't know how someone gets in. I think it's once you get the ball rolling. Right. Then it
0: it's easier maybe so buying like a,
1: like you said like a you buy watch. like a ladies date just right. and then you buy like a cellini at the time so then you're like all right I already so you're already you're sinking money in right in the hope that you're gonna make money on like the back end of it so right. then you get in their good graces and then like oh i got a sub mm-hmm. which is like the first it, some people even call it like candy pretty mm-hmm. much but it's like the it's the actual watches you can make some money on so you get like the sub and then it doesn't pop up. And then a couple months later, like, Hey, I'm in the market for a GMT. Right. And then you kind of work yourself up into the Daytona. And then you get in the crazy, like off catalog stuff, which could appreciate like 200 grand over a year, depending on right. the desirability. But the whole game to me is not really worth the effort,
0: but no, I know
1: it's crapshoot, And that's why I was like, especially I'm especially if you're than... a collector. Like if that's what your business is trying to be, obviously you're going to be trying to hustle. For sure. But if you want like a Pepsi or a, Daytona, instead of waiting five years and doing all this bull crap, go buy, go pay extra for one because the market
0: value is still the market value. I think the biggest thing from like for me, when I was ready to buy a watch, I was like, all right, I'm ready to buy a watch. Who has this watch that I want to buy right now so yeah. I can go and pick it up? No one wants to right? wait. The, yeah. the, Really you're, about I it. mean, you'll get a text from me, and I'm gonna be like, "Hey, bro, how quickly can you get me this watch?" That will be when I'm ready. Yeah. And it's gonna be like, I want it the same day, or I want it the next day. But I think for most people who are buying like really high end watches like that, like we're we're kind of like those now, like oh, like give it to me now. I I'm dro- not gonna sit on a fucking list. I do dro- it all the time. It's
1: like if someone comes in and
0: they want like a they want to spend like a thousand
1: bucks. It's like, well, convince me that you're the guy that I should spend this thousand dollars with. And then there's another guy it's like hey i need this watch it's 50 grand here's the money already like so it's like the more expensive the easier to, the transaction sure. is right it's the cheap stuff that's like people are like very close with their money and then you have another guy. guy's like here's i put 50 grand in your account find me this watch right Money's already there <laughs> yeah. so yeah exactly like what you're saying is the people that actually want it now they have the money to spend it mm-hmm. they don't care about waiting three weeks to find the best absolute best deal no it's like i just want this watch now here's right. the money this is what it's worth get yeah. it for me i do feel and that's stupid.
0: what i that's what i want
1: my customers to be i mean
0: that's the easy stuff for sure yeah yeah it's interesting because like all of the uh all of those new ones i looked them. Uh, i have them up i pulled them up there's some cool ones
1: and there's some stupid
0: ones so i looked at yeah dude the fucking the wait are these them no these aren't them I mean this is the funny looking one. The checker That's ones? not
1: even the funniest one. Like that, that one? was that, so that's like they take the Tiffany Blue OP, which was like honestly like historically. Who's, who's gonna buy that? Oh dude. Talk about the the deep dive one that I sent you. Oh, the, the two tone one you sent me yesterday. So I don't know if that was actually even ever in production, but that's the one they stuck to I don't know if, maybe probably fuck his name up. Don Walsh. He was like a I don't even know if that's even the right name. It could be completely wrong. But there's this old guy. And I'm pretty sure his name was like Don Walsh. Um, like '70s, he set the record for deepest dive, and he attached that Rolex to his like s- submarine on the outside. Mm-hmm. So he, like it was like a promotion thing. Same thing that James Cameron did. Right. Later on, he went down like the Marianas Trench, like whatever deep that is, hundred thousand feet. No, it's not that deep. It's like twenty thousand feet. Whatever. I don't I have no idea. But yeah, they attach these days it's, it's a promotion. Rolex puts it on. I think Rolex probably even pays for majority of like the cost of this whole expedition uh but yeah blaine sent me one the other day it was a two-tone one but the crystal is like four inches thick because at the time the technology of how to like really keep that thing without breaking but it's not a wearable watch kind of like i mean they just came out with a it wasn't this year last year a titanium 50 millimeter sea dweller like we were talking about earlier, like nobody wants to wear a 50 million.
0: million million. It is titanium, so the weight of it's not gonna be crazy, but it's just the size of it. It cracks me up that they do like the stuff like the the deep sea, for example. It's like, who's actually deep diving down to the deep sea and wearing this watch? Even the sub, (laughs) the sub is like what, 300 meters?
1: So I put you at like a thousand feet. Nobody's diving that far. No. But also like waterproofing is a little bit, it doesn't, it makes it sound different than it is. So like they do pressure. So if you were to jump off of a cliff, the pressure of you entering the water is greater than if you're sitting in the water. Uh. So that's why they were saying like watches that are three ATM, which is like thirty feet. Mm-hmm. Which you're like, I'm never gonna go thirty feet. But those like you could barely wash your hands in those watches, right? Because the pressure coming off like a water faucet creates more pressure. So it does make it sound like it goes deeper than it really is. But like subs are like the base model for like diving. But like how far? I don't, I've never been actual diving
0: no like skin diving but like you I've, go that like, you go like 50 feet i'm going in no a pool All yeah right. i could normally i stand up when i can touch so at least yeah. I can like drink drink beers i don't in there. swim that good <laughs> so i stand in the, in the shallow end. <laughs> i'm but, sitting in a jacuzzi <laughs> but yeah on, the, on
1: those like those those weird i'm actually surprised because rolex. rolex is like similar like paddock paddock is, is more but mm-hmm. they're very proud of the history they have so right. then to come out with like some gimmicky, I think they started it like last year or two years ago when they came out that date just with like the leaf dial.
0: Yeah, I don't understand that
1: stuff. That was like, to me, the first time they got a little bit gimmicky. I actually kind of like the leaf. It kind of looks like a marijuana leaf a little bit. It's not something I would wear, but I could understand at least why someone would like, like it. Mm-hmm. But then now when you're adding like bubbles on the dial or like the president we were talking about with like the puzzle pieces and then the date and the day are just emojis.
0: But there's also those colors that are like, the, there's like this orange one. That actually does have a little bit of history to Rolex though. So in does the seventies, Rolex came out with Stella dials
1: okay. that were like baby blue and peach. Yeah. They had like this green one, which yeah. has like those colors. And so like green has one. always been like their anniversary color, but like, so like that's turquoise. So that's different. Right. Stone dials were another thing. They just came out with this year. Yeah. Turquoise and and like marble, but those are I feel like this year's releases were actually a, 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 a homage to a lot of vintage models mm-hmm. that people don't really even realize, because in the '70s, so like last year when they came out with the OP, that was baby blue, right? And they came out with the coral and the yellow. In the '70s, they oh, came out cool. with these things for presidents. That's actually a cat's eye, I think it was. I don't know. I don't know what. They I actually kind of like it. You do? Yeah. I mean, it's different. I'm not gonna wear it, but I gotta understand where they're coming from because they're making all those
0: dials are made out of actual stones. So you gotta like it to wear it. I mean, I gotta, I gotta want to wear it to like it. I'm I not think. gonna buy it. No, I no. would wear it. Yeah, but you're gonna you're, tell me that was in your closet. You're not gonna, you're, gonna
1: throw it on every now and then, just get a little flashy. But, but why would I even buy it? If <laughs> I, <wouldn't. laughs> I mean, if, for someone, well, how much that's
0: gonna go for, dude? That's gonna go for like fifty or sixty grand. Yeah.
1: So the people that are gonna spend fifty, 50 sixty thousand dollars on a watch aren't really. I don't. To me, I don't know. I wouldn't
0: spend fifty. You guys want to see the color of this thing? Yeah, but a guy that has ten million dollars. Looks like a, a Charmander, man. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a cat thing. It's cat's eye. It's groovy. I think it's made out of some certain stone, I know. But dude, even with the with that dial, that dude it's probably gonna be more than that. Seventy five, eighty thousand with that dial. I don't think it's like off catalog, but it's gonna be expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So a guy that's making ten
1: million, let's say an athlete, ten million dollars a year.
0: He must sixty thousand dollars
1: on watch. I mean, there's been you got guys spending half a million dollars, a million dollars on Jacob and Co's, which is not really even a watch in my opinion. It's a million dollar one. It's a jeweler putting a lot of flashy stuff on a movement to me. And then there's a lot of companies that have like crazy tech in the movements that not anybody will buy like because most people don't know about them. But like this, a lot of this stuff is still flash. Right. Even like those bust down watches that I sell, like I'm never gonna wear one of those things. It's kind
0: of cool. No. Go to the club, you can throw it out. So it's like it's shining, but like. There was a a few times where I was like asking for a tennis chain, so, but. You asked me and I said I have one and you didn't show up, so. I didn't show up, because I do. I don't know that I would ever. You guys think that I can rock a tennis necklace? A rose gold diamond tennis necklace matches the watch.
1: Pretty sure
0: I said don't do it. Yeah, Whitney was like, "Don't do it either." <laughs> yeah. She's like, "I don't think you. I don't think you can rock that. She's like, I "When would you, you? When would you ever wear it?" I'm like, "You know what? I would probably wear it to dinner, like, but that's about it." I'd wear it all the time. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> I got a chain on right now. But there's no diamonds in it. Doesn't mean doesn't need diamonds. <laughs> if I if, I, if I could put diamonds in there, I would. I'm pretty sure I tried on one of the Cubans that were there that was full on bust down, and I was like, yeah, "This thing's that's legit." What
1: you <laughs> Yeah, no,
0: that's like, there's a difference between like people want to show
1: off and then there's also like, which kind of like we're going back to like the stainless steel Nautilus that mm-hmm. it's like an $80,000 watch, but you never would think so. Right. The people that have that much money they almost don't even want to show it off unless you're like in a certain demographic, I guess.
0: Right. I, I love watches because of the, the, not the history of them, but because of like how I was growing up. So like my family when I was younger, like my dad, my, his brothers, like yeah. my grandpa, they all had like is they all had yeah. presidential. So like to me, that was a symbol back in the day of like either you made it or like something. That you're to, doing good. Yeah, you're, you're, not, you're doing you're good. fine. You, right.
1: You got 10,000 bucks on your wrist. You probably
0: aren't trying to make it paycheck to
1: paycheck. For you know, sure. So it's, it's like almost like having a red door. Like I just learned about this the other day. A red door on a house
0: means that the house is paid off. What if you have no red? What if you had no front door? <laughs> <laughs> you paint the carpet red. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I just learned about this the other day. So there's a guy, there's a neighbor on our house, and he was and his his house had a regular door. And the other day, he painted it red, and it doesn't match the house at all. And I was walking Earl, my dog, and I was like, "You painted," <laughs> and I was like, "You painted your door red." And he goes, "Yeah, I finally paid off the house." And I was like, I, "I didn't know that was even a thing." In Coronado. Yeah. Damn. I guess red doors. Like if you have a red front door, like a bright red front, it means your house is paid off.
0: It's
1: in Scotland. Value. So if you take okay so most people are going to bust down his watch 41 millimeter day just not the two-tone sometimes two-tone that's the majority of that's the most bust down watch i guess most typical bust down watch because it's going to put you in the twenty-five thousand dollar price range after it's bust down so as far as like value of the watch it does increase in value having the diamonds on it but the amount that you pay to have those diamonds put on the watch puts you in the loss so if you see a diamond date just, it is worth more than a standard date just. But one thing it does is that you're drilling holes into a case that's supposed to be waterproof. So one, it ruins, well, I actually have a client that did this. I, we made him a 41 millimeter bust down watch, immediately went in the jacuzzi, water gets all up in his case. And so doesn't dry it right. Didn't bring it to us immediately either. Whole movement gets rusted out, ruin his watch. And we're like, we told you like, We're drilling holes into a case to put diamonds in. It's not going to make the waterproof the way it should be. Right. So, but it's all about, it's all image. I mean, there's people that want to show, because to people that don't know watches, you see an all diamond watch, you think that thing's a hundred grand. So if you don't know the value of them. So that's one thing. And it's mostly like... If you're not into watches. You're not into into watches and you're not very... Like in tune with like just the jewelry industry as well, because that kind of give you an idea. Then you see a a diamond, all diamond out watch,
0: and you think it's crazy valuable. That Mm -hmm. guy must be like wealthy. When really, it would cost five grand more than that watch. I was just gonna ask. So it costs like if I was to do a bust down on my watch, it would cost five grand. No,
1: because so the it's expensive
0: to set each stone. Right. And most
1: of those like watches have like two thousand stones on them, and a jeweler in the United States is gonna charge you two to four dollars a stone so you're paying whatever it is four to eight grand just for the labor time to set the stones Mm. so majority of these things are made in like india and hong kong like i have guys in both Mm -hmm. that make them and then they ship them to me Mm -hmm. nice thing about hong kong is there's no sales tax and there's also no import tax because there's some kind of whatever we got going with some like trade clause with them Um, and then you have india which does have like a six percent sales tax even when you're buying it from them and mm. then there's the import fee which is a little bit more expensive to get it to you but then their labor is a little even cheaper when you're talking about two or four dollars a stone right you're talking about 25 cents a stone in india mm. so it's worth it. even like the pieces that i make they're like big pendants with like thousands of stones on them we have our CAD guy send it to a manufacturer in india and they make it and they send it back to us we could make it all in house
0: but it would just make the piece four times more expensive and then with those, do they use the... Because we, we, we talked about that when, when I was looking at lab lab versus... Um, oh, for your engagement ring? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for the original ones. Do they do like the lab on those? Oh, yeah. yeah you
1: I know figured. what's even crazy? The Nautilus we were talking about? They'll take a Nautilus movement and the Nautilus dial out, and they'll recreate the, the case and the bracelet, and they do a very good job at it now. So you have a fake case and a fake bracelet with real diamonds in it and a real movement. And so it just makes it very, very difficult to really even put a price on something like that. Hmm. You were just talking about a like, lot of. I mean, a lot of the rappers that you see on TV, you think they have like a factory because they because pack does factory set themselves. Right. But you're not talking about the 40 grand for it. It's they're no, crazy, expensive. hundreds. That's hundreds off of catalog. Those right. are crazy expensive. So then what people do that are like what I like SoundCloud rappers. I guess is SoundCloud even a thing anymore? But like I don't know. people that are trying to be like big mm-hmm. will go and spend. 20 to 30 grand on a pretty much a fake paddock with a real movement but in real gold and real diamonds but all of that stuff is not made by paddock interesting so it looks like they're four hundred thousand dollar watch but it costs them 30 or 40 30 or 40 mm. so it's still a lot of money spent on a watch i mean don't get me wrong but right. it's not so it's a lot of it's a lot of flash interesting so yeah, no. We were talking about the fake watch stuff. Yeah, fake watchbuster on Instagram. Yeah, me and him. I say I used to know him. I didn't I mean I never met him in person. But when I first started getting into like the jewelry industry and I started posting stuff like on my Instagram, had a lot of people like tag him on my stuff and be, like mm-hmm. fake watch. Like obviously this guy is like selling fake stuff. And every time he was like, no, that's that's legit. So then, so then after a while, every time I post a watch, I would tag him on it. Mm-hmm. But, like just save people some time. Just like let him. So then he, me and him like kind of like built up a rapport just over the internet Mm -hmm. and really cool guy i think he ended up selling the the that tag to somebody else because he was actually really big into real estate he's like one of those guys would buy like a hundred unit apartment building or something like that so he ended up focusing more like on this real estate thing but um yeah no it's i mean it's kind of cool too because you have a lot of people out there there's a lot of people out there that are wearing fake stuff for sure i tell you that all the time people coming in and yeah they don't even, they're not even trying to sell it. But I mean, when you know what you're looking at, you can spot it from across a room
0: that that's not correct. I, Blaine sent me someone too of his like, your your buddy or whatever, who wanted to take a picture, you wanted a picture of my watch to see if they can like match it for a few hundred bucks. Yeah, it was a realtor that we will not name. <laughs> uh, I actually sent it to Alex too. Yeah. Right, it's like little things that you can n- yeah. you notice, like the clasp or something. Like yeah, the logo. so someone that
1: knows what they're looking at, well, that's because when you're looking at a watch, you're not truly really trying to see what's right with the watch; you're mm-hmm. trying to see what's wrong with the watch. Right. Um, so they'll get the font wrong, or the magnification under the cyclops wrong, or just like the polishing of the hands is—they don't take their because it's a cheap; they're not putting that much money into it. So the finishing is 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 wrong, or like the size of the bezel is wrong, but to anybody else that doesn't look at them every single day it, mm-hmm. it
0: looks good i don't understand the point of that like is it just like it's like a, putting a kit it's
1: like a kit car someone buys like a volkswagen frame and throws a ferrari <laughs> thing on it because they, they want people to be like hey that guy has it going on it really mm-hmm. they're
0: it's yeah yeah but then you're like it's probably
1: good for like some people like in some industries to have one just because they want like no someone right. to trust the fact that like no this right. guy I mean, yeah. is.
0: yeah I could see in the real estate industry, like a lot of people doing like I could yeah. see people doing that. Just I was going to like, gonna say that, but I mean, you guys are real estate, so I don't want to bring yeah. it. But, no, but I actually
1: t- do have a lot of real estate, like people that are like, hey, can you get me like this watch? But I don't want to, like the the platinum president, mm-hmm. it's like $150,000, I, I, right. I don't know where it's at right now. I have to double check, but watches that are hard to get. Mm-hmm. So it gives them, they think it gives them like prestige, but mm-hmm. the people that they're probably dealing with at that level I've seen those before, and if you see it and you know it's fake, then you lose all credibility. Right. So to me, it's like
0: I mean, wear what you can afford for sure. Yeah. And I, I mean, I would rather like if so if you like why why wear something fake if you can't wear it at all? Like I, I think I would like yeah. have more of a report like trust with someone like that. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I'd, I'd like, rather
1: trust somebody that is like, hey, all I can afford is a three thousand dollar tutor,
0: right? And so and then
1: a guy that's wearing a fake. Richard Mill or I wouldn't I have a jeweler downtown that wears a fake Richard Mill and he tells people like how much it's worth to his clients Mm. and like I'm sure it tricks his clients by like oh you guys like a $470,000 watch on like this guy must be freaking killing it that's crazy but to me he's a freaking piece of shit because like you're wearing a Two hundred. I mean, Richard mean, I don't get that in like the, the,
0: your industry. Like if you're in your industry, I think the respect everyone, like you guys can see through that bullshit. Yeah. You know? So that, that to me would be a difficult thing, especially like if someone like, I'm not bad into, I'm into watches, but like, I wouldn't know a difference between a fake or a real when it came to like a, a Richard mill or like a paddock or something. Yeah. You probably couldn't tell very much. Well, so especially now like super fakes, like it takes a jeweler a while. I mean,
1: I have, there's Rolexes that are, they're called like super clones. Right. And they accept real Rolex parts into them. So Mm -hmm. there's, like... I mean, people get tricked all the time. So, I mean, they make very, very good fakes. Well, because you have to use, like, the magnifications and, like... Even then, like, you have to take the back off. Mm -hmm. And then at this point, now, they're even, even like, like the real bridges that have all, like, the stamping on them. So then you have to go deeper than that. And you're looking at, like... So Rolex movements have this, like, circle polish. I don't even know the term of it. But there's, like, the circle polishing on, like, the base plate. Mm -hmm. And I guess, like, the fakes don't get that right. But, like there's a lot of fakes i mean there's this one time i was downtown with a whole you know what hulk is mm-hmm. the green sub yeah and it came into my office and i was like hey it's fake i don't want it and it went across the street and i guess that guy told me that or told the person that bought it that alex passed on it across the street and he called me i was like hey did a Hulk come in your office and i was like yeah it's fake don't buy it and He goes, i just bought it and i got it confirmed by two other people it's real like you messed up and i was like i know for a fact that thing's fake so you do what you would, like what you want with it and like three four days later he's like hey you're right it was fake yeah. So like there's that good of fakes where it's tricking multiple people. But well, sometimes like with that stuff, you kind of just have to go with your gut. You know what I mean? Like a lot you know, of it's got a lot of it's not even the
0: watch, it's the person that brings it in. For too. sure. Yeah. You could probably see through that a little bit and you're like, eh, this Yeah, this person looks a little suspect. Yeah. You know, not acting right. Like, well then like the boxes are like fake
1: and those and then you get into small details of like why the box is It fake. smells. I heard the it the smell smells. of it, yeah. the, the pillow it sits in. A lot of time like there's a seam on the back and those aren't like super right. And mm. there's fake cards. And like some of it's raised or the ink's not right, but there's like, they put a lot of time. And I mean, it's, I think I read the other day, like the fake Rolex industry itself is like a billion dollar industry. So when you have that much money being spent on fake watches, they're going to, you're going to find people that will spend the extra mile to make these things as perfect as possible. Damn. Like if I wanted to make a fake Rolex, I feel like I could make one that nobody would know it was fake. Right. Cause I know what stuff to, right. But I mean,
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: Crazy, man. Yeah.
0: Thanks for coming on.